You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, Denver? Chris Lopez here. And today's deal analysis is not a typical one. We're actually gonna walk through a fourplex 1031 exchange. But instead of being a normal 1031 exchange with a trading up, this deal analysis actually goes around doing a reverse 1031 exchange and going from a multifamily to two single family assets. So not a normal transaction you hear. We'll go into the story, the details, and why it was a great move for our guest and investor, Jeff White. Jeff, glad to be back on the podcast, my Thank man. Thank you. Yeah, so excited to be back on the show and uh, loving the new studio. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun spot. <laughs> um, getting into this, because I, I find a lot of stuff you fascinating, but, but particularly this transaction and the way you optimize your portfolio, just very, very unique for the reasons I just stated. And I know this was not the plan, but this happened uh, kind of towards the end of last year, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, walk us through the story of how this came about, because it's one of those things where kind of one domino fell, another domino, and all of a sudden you got more cash flow and more uh, net worth. Yeah, yeah. So basically the story goes, um, when I got my real estate license uh, about a year and a half ago, um, sometimes I would just want to go see other properties nearby to see like, oh, kind of get a, a feel for the market and different uh, house hacking, rent by room, multifamily properties to kind of have a pulse on everything. So what happened was one day uh, in like June, basically late June um, of last year, uh, I went to go see this large single family that was only uh, two blocks away from where we were living, uh, built 1999 built. And I was so excited. I was like, hey, I, 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 got, I got my wife, Suleika, to come by and check it out. And we're like, oh, it's so cool. Um, and you just went out there to check it out? Yeah, or, yeah or just okay. to show. I was like, oh, what a cool one. This would be perfect for the right investor. And then she brought the question, why don't you get it? Why would it be perfect for the right investor? What did you like about it? Like, what was the high level? Ooh, so, ooh this looks good. 99 build, over 3,000 square feet. So newer, bigger. Five bed, four bath, and you could add two bedrooms fairly easily on the configuration. Um, new roof, new siding, repainted. Uh, basically, sewer line is new. Um, deck was new. Like, everything, it was pretty much rent-ready condition. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Obviously, room by room strategy is probably what, yes. what you were thinking there. Yep. And so what did Salika say to you that kind of started all this? So she says, why don't you buy it? Now, and then at first I was like, well, I can't because uh, you know, I have to put investment property loans 20% down. I was like, I don't have, at, it was a $610,000 prop, 120 grand just laying around to buy this place. And your timeline uh, wouldn't allow for that. Exactly. House exactly. hack owner occupant. Yeah, because we just uh, bought our house hack number five uh, May of last year. So we are, we're only like a month into it. So there's no way we could call Joe up and say, hey, can we just move into this one instead? Uh, so that was out of the picture. And then basically the wheels were in motion. I was like, wait a minute. Technically, why don't... Um, she also brought up well, since you can't um, come up with that down payment, what, how about you just sell your worst asset? And then I was like, yeah, that's true. But then I have to pay taxes on it. So the idea became, why don't I just do a 1031 exchange? And so what I want to kind of pause here, it's, it's really cool how like it's, it's, it's 
like mindset and perspective on here. I mean, hats off to Slayka for kind of being like, "Hey, let's yeah. change the change the uh, the mindset here and the what you're saying." Is it's you know, hey, how can I do this versus I can't do it? And yeah. that was very much the attitude. You know, she kind of got that triggered, and then you start, "Hey, how can I do this?" And that leads you to looking to sell. Your what your first house act, yes, which is a fourplex. I know we've talked about in different podcasts and videos in the past, yep. but you bought that fourplex 2017. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. And um, so we owned it four years uh, at the time, and it's been our most expensive to maintain, highest upfront cost to get it rent ready. That's the one that had cockroaches, mold issues, rate on it, like everything you could think. Purple carpet, door jams, everything you could think of. That house had we did everything. We had high gloss paint in a, the whole entire basement. So we had to repaint the whole basement. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that one was the best learning experience, but also the most amount of money to make it rent ready and then ongoing maintenance because of how old it was and how run down, all the deferred maintenance over time. So, and the cash flow because of the other couple of units were still not fully renovated. We were getting like, below market rent. So you're under rented on two of the units? Yes. Okay. And that's why the cash flow, um, if you see the blog post, it's was pretty me you know, it wasn't terrible. But it, it was like expect, what three hundred bucks a month or three yeah. bucks a month or so. Yeah. But basically you'd expect, I guess, a, a multifamily purchase in twenty seventeen to have way better cash flow based on the purchase price back then. But this one did not. And actually I would say it was a negative um alligator type property because of the maintenance costs of like clean out the sewer lines multiple times a year. Um, sometimes it would rain, like water would leak through the, uh, the old windows in the basement. And I had to help with that issue. I send like a plumber over um, and just basically garbage disposals going out. Like just like every little thing you go wrong in that place. It just seems like an ongoing maintenance request. And, and yeah. this is like, you know, a very common thing investors go through is like, Hey, what is my headache property? What is the worst performing asset in my portfolio? And it's not always, Hey, this is the worst numbers, mm -hmm. or this is the biggest headache. It's often one or the other mm -hmm. or a combination of the two here on here. So big headache and not one of your better performers, yep. um, from what I know about your portfolio, but walk us through here. Um, what was the amount of equity you had seen in the property? Because that is what matters. Yep. And that's be a certain amount of equity to make a 1031 trade up worthwhile. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's just a waste of time and you pay a bunch of fees and transaction costs and don't get anything better. Exactly. It was about $200,000 in equity. So $200,000 equity. Yeah. And you bought this with the FHA loan. Yep. So you put down, I think it was like 6%, you said, or something. Yeah, because of that self, self sufficiency. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little bit more than. So it's still a very, very low down payment. Yep. Um, and now that had, you know, that had snowballed what probably a 40 or $50,000 down payment. So about the $200,000 yep. in equity or so. Exactly. Okay. And so that was partly appreciation, partly work you done, but end of the day, $200,000 in equity. Yeah. So when you realize this, what was your game plan for doing a 1031? Like you saw this property yep. when you wanted to buy this, uh, potential six bedroom house, you saw this market was still very hot back. Then. I think you were, this was Q3 of 2021. Yep. Uh, so about a year ago from a record of this, so Mark was very hot. We're very competitive offer. So speedy, you, you know, you have to move fast. What was your thought process and how did you move fast? Yeah. So our, my thought process basically doing, thinking like I have to do the traditional way of selling it and then waiting till um, I sell it to purchase um, the replacement property. 
but because of the time in the market, I was like, uh, when I talked to the 1031X people, um, they said, yeah, yeah, you could, if you get it under contract and they make, you make a contingent on you selling another place, you could close the same day. So I was like, huh, okay, let's, uh, see if they take my offer of, uh, going to contract of to purchase that six bedroom place and then list my property at the same exact time and try to find a buyer as quickly as possible uh, and have the close date be the same day. I'm surprised <laughs> they took a contingent offer like that. Yeah, I mean, no. that's, you know, that's not yeah. normally like the best strategy of property right. contract, you know, back then. Right. You know, today might be a little different. Yep. But back then that was really tough. And so how long was it property in the market before, like, I want to get very granular here. Yeah. I'm jumping around. So how long was it property in the market before you made that offer? So that property was on the market only two weeks. Two weeks before so you, we put an offer in to buy it with the contingency to sell the multifamily. And how soon did you see it after it was on the market? Uh, we saw it about a week and a half after. It was, so we didn't see it right away. So it's been, it was still in the market for about so a week and a half. So in a matter of five days or yeah. so, you went from, hey, I can't do this to, oh, I can. Yep. Here's the offer. Bye-bye, fourplex. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. That, that's a, a fast decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's, but, uh, you know, and that's where, you know, you have years and years of experience and knowledge where like you can do like, oh yeah, hey, that decision makes sense. Yeah. So walk us through the mechanics of that because you end up doing a reverse 1031, I believe, right? Correct. Yeah. So a reverse 1031, everyone <laughs> knows, is it's still a 1031 exchange, which helps you defer mm. your capital gains, depreciation, recapture until, you know, further down, further down the road. But what you do is you buy the replacement property first, then you sell your relinquished property. So in this case, you're going to buy the house first and then sell the fourplex. Exactly. So from a high level, um, I mean, how'd that go? Uh, from the numbers? Just yeah, like just percent. everything. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, they accepted our offer because I, I told the story of like, oh yeah, we're about to sell our other place and you know here's my pre-approval and uh letter so that they gave him comfort there um and so it's no problem getting the purchase under contract so we put out the close date about 30 days so now the clock starts right there i had to sell the multifamily uh you know before <laughs> that 30-day mark so i listed it showed it uh, and then we got a strong offer investor 25 percent down type of uh, offer so like sweet let's just do the close date the same day so we'll sell it in the morning and then buy the other one in the afternoon so but, did you actually do reverse 1031 then yeah okay so it, it's the timing thing so the sale price of the multifamily was 763 so with 1031s as you know um you have to find replacement properties that are greater than what you're relinquish or the property you just sold. Yep. So we had to find a property that's worth more than 763. But our purchase on the single family was only 610. So we still so you're below that threshold. Exactly. Which so, then, I mean, would trigger some capital gains yep. and all that. So we're taxes. like, uh, okay, well, we could use 20% down on, based on the net equity minus closing costs and fees, we could use... Uh, the recycled capital to cover the down 20% down for the purchase of the single family. And then we still had another 60 something K left for another property. So we're like, Hey, let's go over to uh, the Chris Lopez special <laughs> to <laughs> East Aurora. 
<laughs> condos over there. Three bedroom, two bath three, condos. Three, three bedroom, two bath. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, twenty five percent down for those, yep. and that was a two hundred forty thousand purchase price. And same thing, we had a contingent on us selling it, so we put um, the close date to have all three transactions. Later on, I realized that it was more stressful on the ten thirty one company because it's multiple wire transfers. So uh, the big the big uh, lesson learned on that one was um, don't put them all together at once. It makes it a little tougher. You should just sell it first and give a couple days in between. But we just did it all in one day. So I'm curious, <laughs> why did you reverse ten thirty one? Because if you sold, oh yeah, the, so the uh, you sold the fourplex. Was yeah. that the first property that officially? So I mean, let's just I'm gonna, yeah, so yeah. You sold that at nine a.m. on this Correct. Friday. Yep. And then you bought the other two properties. Couldn't you have done a normal 1031 then? Yeah, I think the person I talked to at 1031X was a sales guy. Uh, and he just sold me on like, oh, yeah, you can do everything in the same day. So I just put the closed dates for all three transactions yeah. on that day. But lesson learned, I should have done the sale first, like a traditional 1031, and then the purchases after that. But I guess so. on the same day, if, if something fell through, the exactly. reverse 1031 is what gave you the safety net yes. with months of buffer to go out there and buy Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so and a reverse 1031 cost a few thousand dollars more than a regular one, right? Yeah. So you basically spend a couple thousand dollars for an insurance policy mm-hmm. to avoid paying a lot more in taxes than that. Is yep. that a fair way to look at it? Fair way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the total numbers. So 763 sale price, 610 for the single family, and then 240 for the condos. So total, we went from 763 to 850. All so right. It, it, met the criteria of doing a proper 1031 and deferring the capital gains and depreciation recapture tax. Perfect. Yeah. And from a high level of numbers here, because we, I, I asked Jeff and he did it so nicely, plugged all the properties in property llama. So we got some cool screenshots here, which will be in the show notes and up on the screen. You saw the fourplex for 763 and you feel like that was fair market value or do you have a few bucks off to just kind of like, hey, I yeah, I, I did list it at like 785. So I took a little bit less just because to me that what 20,000 is I'd rather get into a better property long term than just wait for the perfect offer. So <laughs> can Jeff White of 2022 um, believe or I say the old Jeff White now again, the new Jeff White yeah. believe like, wow. Twenty grand, and that's that's a down payment for a house hack. Yeah. We're almost down payment for a house hack. Yeah. Wow, I'm not too worried about that. Isn't like an amazing mental shift as your portfolio yeah. grows? You're like, oh yeah, I just yeah, whatever. Bigger opportunity here, less headache. I got to do this exactly because it's just and then long scheme of things because uh, all these properties I look at it. I'm not necessarily going to hold them the 30 year time frame. It's going to be you know the five to 10 year mark, but and a 1031. You know, to me, I'm a cash flow investor. That's what I care about, and this transaction of changing my worst property, highest maintenance, worst cash flowing property to two newer properties that have basically rent ready, ready to go and make it uh, way better cash flow. And so to me, it was like, yeah, 20 grand. Do I want that? Sure. But I'm not, uh, I, it's accomplishing my goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to high level numbers here. 763 sales price on the fourplex. Yep. About nine forty for the two new places you bought all together. Cash flow went from like forty two hundred dollars a year to what almost twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So that is uh, quite a big increase. So basically, what's that fourfold? Actually, but probably a little bit more than that. Yeah. So a huge increase there. Um, cash on cash about doubled from about five and a half to ten percent. 
and your cap rate went from about a 5% to about a 6%. Yep. So all in all, it kind of follows the, the normal things where a trade-up makes sense of, hey, you're buying a better performing rental, so a better cash flowing or better cap rate property, and you are also employing leverage. So yep. you did 25% down the condo, and what was the percent down the house? 20%. 20% down. Yep. So definitely maximize the leverage standpoint on there. So I mean, overall, increase the cash flow, got better rentals. Now, we're almost a year into this, did this reduce headache and stress for you, which doesn't show up on the spreadsheet? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically- Podcast over. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten one call on both these properties combined, and it was just um, someone got locked out. So I had to, and so, someone else had to come home, and like I had to get a locksmith. And that's one call in almost a year. Between both properties? Between both properties compared to almost every single... So what is that, like an hour of work? Yeah. Compared to uh, the multifamily, probably every single month I had something pop up or I had to coordinate with the tenants because no one's home. And at the, yeah, it's you know, quite like 50 hours at least for that one. Yeah. And looking at the house, that is a room by room, right? Yes. That, I'm sorry. My question is room by room that you're self-managing. Yes. Room okay. by room, self-managing. So you self-manage all these properties. Yep. So very, very accurate thing. So that's really cool. So this is what's always fun about real estate. And this is why like, I like real estate more than the stock market. I think you do as well is because this is really cool opportunity. Hmm. There's always levers to pull. And the bigger your portfolio gets, the more properties you get, the more opportunities you have to optimize. Hey, I need to get rid of this. I could do this. I could do this. And that is exactly what you did. Got better rental numbers, mm -hmm. reduced your headache. Win, win. Yep. And that is an end of the game where like, it's a very important thing for investors to keep in mind, like, hey, we can look at spreadsheets. But man, even this property is best forming uh, property in your portfolio, but it's the biggest headache. There's trade-off there. That's part the art, part art, part science in there. So going back, looking at this, is there anything you would have changed or any advice you would give to someone looking at a similar oh, yeah. trade-up? So I think it's with uh, utilizing Chelsea Scott and um, the portfolio property llama and looking at your portfolio, like on an annual basis, you don't do it every single month, reevaluate and see like, hey, maybe what is, uh, we all have our best properties and worst properties. What are some of this reevaluate every single year and take an inventory of, can I replace this property? Seems to be a headache. I can't track the tenants. Can I trade up to a better performing asset? And the answer usually is yes. Um, whether it's um, going from single family and multifamily, multifamily, single family. To me, it doesn't really, uh, I care about cash flow. So it doesn't matter if it's multifamily, single family, condo. I just want best cash flow. Yeah. So that's what I care about. So I have no problem going downgrading from multifamily to a single family and condo. Uh, the one thing though is that the uh, it's not as good of a clickbait headline. I know, right? Going from something smaller, <laughs> something bigger. But that is a very new point that doesn't matter to yeah. your portfolio yeah. and your cash flow. Um, so Jeff, this is awesome. I mean, as always, like I love seeing how your brain operates, what moves you with your portfolio because you are just very dialed in. You're great at this. Anyone out there has questions? Reach out to me. Reach out to Jeff. Reach out to Chelsea. Go plug your properties in a property llama. We love reviewing things, helping you out. That's what we do here uh, at Envision Advisors. So Jeff, I appreciate this help so much. Your contact details, these numbers all be in the show notes. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. Enjoy the details. And if you out there have, and if you have properties out there, 
make sure you're viewing your portfolio. You don't need to do it every day, but do it on a regular basis, especially right now where the market has shifted. This is a time of your portfolio and see what moves you can make that makes sense to the market and also for your goals and your lifestyle. So we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.